Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode of Welcome to Perfectville is brought to you in part by Patch Vibes. Go to patchvibes.com today and upon checkout, type in the promo code PERFECT and get 20% off of your purchase. That's right. Anything and everything in the Patch Vibes store is now 20% off when you type in the promo code PERFECT at checkout. That's right. Go to patchvibes.com and type in the promo code PERFECT upon checkout and get 20% off of all of your purchases today. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your Miami Dolphins, now part of the Fanatics Network. I am Sam Marcu, and he is the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer. Of course, I'm talking about the good doctor himself, recently promoted to super doctor, if I'm not mistaken. None other than Mr. Christopher Colin. Christopher, how in the hell are you, my friend? You know, it's been a while when you started with that cliche radio guy voice. Do you notice that? You, you definitely did that. Somebody, somebody's going to call you out, so I might as well. No, they can call me out, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little peek behind the curtain. I was ready to just die and vomit right there, right as we <laughs> signed on. But instead of doing that or stopping and saying, give me a minute, let me take a beat, I decided I will just power through this thing. And uh, what came out was a little bit of a radio voice with a little bit of throw up in the back of the throat. Are you saying radio hosts uh, are equivalent of just holding in vomit or uh, stomach acid while talking? Because that's a great comparison. I can see that. That is, I mean, look, you've worked in the business. You understand that that's exactly what I'm talking well, about. I sure so. did, Sam. Uh, well, Wacky Wednesday. The Zoo Ugh. crew is here Monday morning. Hi-oh. Uh, it's hey. been a while, Sam. How you doing? Yeah, well, I hate all that shit. But <clears throat> you know what I hate more than that, Chris? is <laughs> Maybe the wide receivers for the Miami Dolphins <laughs> in 2020. Uh, and that's what we're talking about for the next hour or so, however long this show is going to be. Maybe we'll just keep it a little shorter because it's such a, well, look, they didn't do too much in 2020. So I don't know. The old Jakeem Grant episode, shorter. Yeah. <laughs> keep it short. <laughs> we're going to keep it Jakeem Grant level, ladies and gentlemen. No Randy Moss, Jakeem Grant. Uh, no, we, we, we talked about the quarterbacks. We went through the uh, what we think the Miami Dolphins should do in 2021 with their quarterback situation. A little bit of uh, just review of that there, Chris. Since that episode came out, Deshaun Watson has now come out and asked for a trade. Um, also, what has happened is Matt Stafford was traded to the Los Angeles Crazy. Rams, sort of setting the quarterback market. And I believe the Detroit Lions got 55 first round draft picks back. So <laughs> what a horrendous trade, episode, by the way. I, I, I hate to even cut you off. But man, there's a lot of news to unravel here since we last spoke. Matthew Stafford for golf straight up. I probably have been like, oh, yeah, OK, maybe they're on a third, but also two first round picks and like a third. Like, What the hell are they doing? No, it, it was really to take on Jared Goff's contract, so they threw in the sweetener of some extra draft picks. However, the point is, I think if you're going to look at what quarterbacks are going for, Matthew Stafford at 33 years old going to the Los Angeles Rams for two future first-round picks and a third-round pick, uh, Deshaun Watson's going to clean us out. So just further proof that you and I know what we're talking about, yes, I don't think Deshaun Watson is coming to the Miami Dolphins for anything less than the King's ransom. And at that point, why would you want them? Because all the King's men would be gone in that ransom at that point. Perfect point and perfect way to put it. We we'd be trading him to put him on the team with Matt Collins and 
Isaiah Ford. So well, no. speaking of Mac Hollins and Isaiah Ford, and speaking of Tua Tungavailoa, let's talk about who he did have to throw to in the 2020 season. You know, a lot's been made about Tua and his inability to uh, quarterback this team beyond what he did his rookie season. But Chris, I think a lot of that blame has to go to this wide receiving core, which quite frankly, looking at the stats and looking at the names on this list here, Chris was a little bit of a one man band. And even then, uh, we're hampered on some level. So let's just get into it. The top five receivers for the Miami Dolphins. We'll play a little game here in 2020. Wide receivers, not running backs, catching balls, but actual wide receivers by position. Number one is who? Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker. He played in 14 games, um, which that came after I called him soft. Uh, but he he actually pushed through. I'll give Devontae Parker credit. We're going to start there. He was the number one receiver for the Miami Dolphins. 2019, absolutely blew up over 1,200 yards, like, what, 11 or 12 touchdowns, things of that nature. Uh, we wanted to see him follow it up, and I think he did an admirable job considering everything that, that happened for the Miami Dolphins and the world in 2020. But he played in 14 games. He had 60, 63 receptions on 103 targets, 793 yards for 12.6 average per catch, only four touchdowns Chris and a long of only 31 yards so very much looking at these numbers way down from 2019 but I thought in terms of everything they were up against including a rookie quarterback quarterback switches and this being more of a defensive minded team um, an okay return effort after the monster season he had the year before um, but more of a pedestrian sort of possession receiver in many aspects uh, of, of this so what are your overall thoughts of Devontae Parker's performance in 2020? Sam, games played and then catch. What's that quick math, if you could? Would you say it was like uh, 14 games, 63 receptions? That is correct. Okay, so uh, let's see. I'm a banker. Four and a half catches? That is uh, average per game. That is brilliant. I don't know how you jumped to that number. I can't even count to 10 with both hands, and you figured out how to divide that math. I I wasn't mid-vomit. That's it. That's my secret. So uh, four and a half. So that's my biggest takeaway, Sam, is that we weren't throwing on the ball enough. I mean, if you if you four four and a half catches a game, it's your number one guy. You should be just throwing this up to this dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to your point, he had 103 targets. I mean, so it wasn't like we weren't trying to get him the ball. It just seemed like we weren't getting him the ball. And I don't know if that's because Devontae Parker is never open like the rest of the wide receivers. You're going to see a theme in this episode, Citizens of Perfectville, uh, or if it was to a tongue of Iloa. I mean, it's make it, it to me, it's no shock and it's no surprise that you can basically marry the production that Devontae Parker has had over the last two seasons uh, to Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick basically plays Sandlot, you know, backyard football. He throws the ball up and he lets Devontae Parker do what he does best, which is jump real high and catch the ball in a contested environment at 50-50 ball that we talked about. Devontae Parker has always been good at that, if nothing else. And Ryan Fitzpatrick tapped into that and said, I'm going to use that as an asset. I don't think we saw that as much with Tua Tungavailoa when he took over the quarterback position, but he was targeting Devontae Parker. But to that point, I don't know that 103 targets is enough for Devontae Parker, especially when you look at the rest of this field that he's playing with. Uh, I think Devontae Parker's targets should have probably gone up even more than that. I mean, the only other guy that makes sense uh, in terms of targeting would be Mike Kosicki, but we're not here to talk about tight ends. We're talking the wide receiving core right now. Well, I just did a quick math. And if you do the 103 targets, say you caught every single one of those passes, Sam, and you divide that by the 14 games he played, that still would have been 7.3 catches a game. That's not enough for a number one receiver. That that is not enough for your number one guy, especially when the drop-off is so huge after that. I think if you restarted this team and you're like, you have, you know, let's say just a keeper draft for for, for the NFL, uh, like a fantasy team, a keeper draft, you would keep Devontae Parker in a rebuild. And he's the only receiver 
you'd keep maybe Preston Williams, but his injuries. And I, I don't think so. Devontae Parker, you keep. So seven targets, a game is, or seven catches, mind you, a game is not enough. So that's where Tua hopefully takes advantage of uh, hopefully an off season preseason games and uh, normal, somewhat normal, uh, training camp where he and Devonte can really get that chemistry together because he's going to need it, and uh, that's if you know he's not working with eight other guys, which we will talk about later because we need to bring in some talent, man. Yeah, I mean, I think this wide receiving core in twenty twenty one is going to look way different than it is in twenty twenty, and you and I are going to jump all into that in this episode of Perfect Fail. But you know, just for shits and giggles, right now, Devonte Parker pass fail grade at this point because I'm not going to go A B C D or well, no, we should we should actually give it a grade. Uh, yeah. What would you give Devonte Parker for twenty twenty overall uh, in terms of a grade? Oh, that's tough because you already mentioned the issues, uh, rookie quarterback uh, blocking issues. Is he getting open? I did not watch the coach 22. I mean, so I can't really be an expert on that and talk, talk about it as far as where he came from. Um, he still was the dominant guy when he needed to be. Um, he, he fought for the ball. He, he just looked, he looked different. He looked like 2019 Vontae. He looks, he, he, he's a guy that I'm excited to have back. Let's put it that way. So I will give him a B minus maybe a C plus just because obviously you want the 1200 yards, you want 10 touchdowns. Um, but as we mentioned already, the math speaks for you. Even if he caught every single target, he's only getting an opportunity to catch seven passes a game. And that's just not enough. In my opinion, you gotta, you gotta feed the guy, feed a guy like Devonte Parker. So hopefully he's a bigger part of the offense. It might be Chan Gailey, who knows, uh, plus a couple of injuries. I would give him a B minus C plus. No, I'm right there with you. I was, I was struggling between a C plus or a B minus and I'll be, I'm in a good mood today. I got my big Lebowski sweater on, by the way, fuck you raced for, uh, you're not a coward. Yeah, you're not a coward. coward. I'm wearing, I'm wearing the cowards right here. You know, you know, uh, cowards in Perfectville. That's right. That's right. No cowards in Perfectville. What is that? A spider? Oh my God. Um, but no, I give, I think <laughs> I give Devontae. Call back to my bug, you asshole. I showed coworkers that and pit, they pissed themselves. It was great. That was Fantastic. A, that was top 10, one of the funniest moments in Perfectville history was that bug. Just especially afterwards when I was watching the video editing, Chris, because I knew exactly what to look for at that point. And I could see it before you yeah. saw it. And I'm, like, like, hey, oh my God. I'm, just, I'm climbing, climbing up your mic. Here I come. And you could see my eye blink for one split second. And then I went and noticed that was, that was fucking textbook. I'm so glad we're filming now. Oh, uh, it was, uh, that, that was a moment that we'll have forever. Whenever I put out the greatest hits of welcome to Perfectville, it's going to be your wife falling down the stairs which we don't have video of <laughs> it's going to be the bug attacking you which we do have video of and then me claiming that you know jarvis landry and adam gase don't get along which was like my only you know insight into anything ever so those are the top three highlights and, and biscuitville obviously biscuitville of course biscuitville <laughs> so, and, now, and now your lebowski sweater and my lebowski sweater there you go so uh, i think Devonte parker he gets a b minus uh, you know he could he could perform better he could get himself open more there were some drops that he had only four touchdowns, that's not good. I mean, he, he's got to be a target in the end zone. He's one of two guys that we have that we can rely on in the receiving game, the other being Mike Kosicki, and, and Devontae Parker only has four touchdowns. I'm going to bring up why that's significant or you know alarming in just a little bit. But before we get to that, speaking of bugs and people that bug me, uh, do you know who the second leading receiver was for the Miami Dolphins? Even if I didn't, I do now after that lead, and it's Jakeem Grant. Jakeem Grant also played in 14 games for the Miami Dolphins, which is a bummer because I was hoping maybe he would only play in two. Uh, 36 receptions, 54 targets, 373 yards, 10.4 yards per uh, catch, one touchdown, and a long of 30 yards, which must have felt like a mile for that little tiny man uh, to run 30 yards. But uh, Jakeem Grant, who has been lambasted and, and ridiculed, let's be honest, savagely on this show, mainly by myself, 
um, is your second best wide receiver on the team. Uh Oh, sound the alarm. We've got problems. Yeah, that's a huge problem. And Jakeem Grant's a guy that you're hoping to be a gadget guy coming into the season and help you uh, for the end around here or there, or, you know, just really counting on them for kick return, punt return. And he's your second leading receiver. That's when, you know, your weapons are literally donated to goodwill. I mean, the weapons are dull and haven't been used and they're rusty. Look, Jakeem Grant, should not be anybody's number two wide receiver. No. Jakeem Grant, if he's your number three wide receiver, you have to look at what do we got to do to revamp this room? Um, look, other than being friends with Devontae Parker and starting fights with the Cincinnati Bengals, I don't know what Jakeem Grant's purpose is for the Miami Dolphins. He's a decent return guy when he wants to be, but even that is somewhat inconsistent. So if he's not bringing you consistently good play on punt returns and kick returns, and he can't catch the damn ball. I mean, you talk about drops. We mentioned that with Devontae Parker. You can't go on to Jakeem Grant and not mention the fact that he's dropped catchable ball after catchable ball. Uh, The fact that he only gets like two yards away from the line of scrimmage. And then I don't know, tries to jitterbug out and can't even do that correctly. The guy is lined up in some cases the wrong way because Chan Gailey is putting him in the slot and letting him run down the middle of the field. But I just don't think Jakeem Grant fits for the Miami dolphins. He's a luxury item when you've got four other amazing receivers and we don't have that. So I don't think Jakeem Grant is anybody that the Miami dolphins should be focusing on. I give him my grade personally. I'm going to give him, I'll let him pass. But uh, I'm going to go with a solid D for Jakeem Grant as a wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, D plus for me. And it's only because I'll kind of reiterate what you, what you said, the drops. And not only the drops, drops in critical moments. You're talking about yeah. that deep pass to a, you know, a rookie takes the chance with the goal line at his heels and throws it up. Beautiful ball in the hands, changes momentum. That can be everything. Uh, you're talking about the, the, uh, the crossing route that he, he was absolutely wide open, which, by the way, don't even get me started on that. We should have done way more crossing routes with his speed. I, I feel like Flores and the team wanted to really put him into that Albert Wilson role. Yeah. where he's in the slot doing the slants doing the drags and he got open and Tua seemed to really like kind of count on him and, and and target in and hone in on him which I think will end up being one of those things and it, are, it already could be where Tua probably looked at tape and like man I really just like eyed down Jakeem Grant and I talked about that on the show too I mm-hmm. said that might be a case because you know if he's the number two in the limited training camp that they had him and Tua did probably get a chemistry together and now here's Grant play, playing more because Preston Williams got hurt and and um, he seemed to kind of really uh, focus in and hone in on Jakeem Grant instead of taking those chances to Devontae Parker and Gisecki. Uh, he's completely a gadget, like you said. He is uh, – I'll go back to Goodwill. No offense to Goodwill. Love Goodwill. But um, you can find some good stuff there, especially in the rich neighborhoods. Um, but Goodwill is Goodwill. You drop off a bag outside and you're donating it, and they're selling it for cheap, pennies on the dollar. Jakeem Grant is a goodwill Tyreek Hill and everybody wanted him to come in and be the next Tyreek Hill or use him as such. And Chain Gailey couldn't come up with the plays to, to, to utilize his speed. His speed is only good, but he, he's very small, very short. He's shifty, but obviously has hand issues. There's, there's no way he's in the plans or should be in my opinion, the plans, like you said, there is no team in the NFL that's going to be successful win playoff games. When Jakeem Grant is your number two wide receiver. No. And 
And I think Jakeem Grant has one more year on his contract, but I think he might be somebody who, uh, if we need to make room to bring somebody else in, including his replacement, can easily be shed of that contract, save some money on the salary cap, get whatever dead cap we have, and then move on to somebody else. He's not going to break the bank if you actually have to get rid of Jakeem Grant, uh, which I think is where we're going to go. I think he's a failure in terms of being a wide receiver. I think it's a failed experiment. I do think people tried to make him be Tyreek Hill. The problem is he's not Tyreek Hill. Um, (laughs) He's just not. I mean, he's just, he's, small like Tyreek Hill he's fast like Tyreek Hill but he doesn't have the skill set he doesn't have the mentality I don't think he's got the toughness the only way he stays on this team in 2021 is because Devontae Parker called in a favor that's it I think that's the only way Jakeem Grant stays on this team in my opinion I have very strong feelings about Jakeem Grant uh you mentioned the next guy Chris so uh probably no no mistake here but can you tell me who the number three wide receiver was in terms of yardage for the Miami Dolphins in 2020 Sadly, it's, it sounds like it's Preston Williams. It absolutely <laughs> like is Preston season. Williams. I mean, it, th- this is this is why this is such Oof. a tragic story for the Miami Dolphins because Preston Williams played in exactly how many games, Chris? A seven, eight, nine. I know it's like half the season. Eight games. He played Oof. in eight games. He had 18 receptions on 35 uh, targets, which isn't very good himself. That means he's missed he had half the ball. 18 catches, almost third on our team in receiving. 288 yards receiving, 16 yards per catch. Now, he has a healthy average there at 16 yards per catch. Again, to put it in perspective, Devontae Parker had a 12.6 yard per carry or yard per uh, uh, catch, which was second best. Preston Williams was getting 16 yards every single time he was catching the ball. And he had a long of 47 yards, which was uh, the longest for the wide receivers, at least the ones that we're going to be talking about. So he was productive on a very, very small level there. Um, he also had four touchdowns. He had the exact amount of touchdowns as Devontae Parker in wow. roughly half the game. So Preston Williams, when he's on the field, is a weapon. Preston Williams, when he's on the field, is somebody that the defense has to account for. Preston Williams, when he's on the field, makes Devontae Parker, Mike Gesicki, and, oh, by the way, your quarterback's better. The problem with Preston Williams, Chris, and you know this and I know this, is that he's not on the field enough. This is now two years of Preston Williams going out early with an injury. And my fear, Chris, is that we have a guy who's got all the talent in the world but doesn't have the body to basically harness that talent for any consistent amount of time. Perhaps when I called Devontae Parker soft, what I meant to say was Preston Williams was charm and tissue. Well, and I'm not going to go as far as shit-talking the guy for the two injuries were really – oddballs if you look at the one this one i seem like it got tweaked when he dove into the end zone and the cardinal player kind of alligator rolled his fucking ankle and then here comes christian wilkins jumping on his back and possibly landing on it i watched that because the dolphins posted their highlights on twitter uh recently and the preston williams or somebody posted all the you know two of his game highlights from that game and uh by the way he looked like a different quarterback when preston williams was on the field can we just talk about that because everything kind of changed after that game and you lose preston williams i mean everybody now gets a double Devonte. they're putting their best players on him preston williams as you said had much healthier numbers and multiple facets of the receiving game but if you look at that play he's dancing after he got tackled i know it was like a sick little like kind of twist he gets up and he's kind of dancing yeah. doing this little thing christian wilkins jumps on him and all of a sudden ooh 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 you it's one of those shit. I don't know if it was already hampered and he helped uh, accelerate it, but it looks like Christian Wilkins hurt Preston Williams. I don't know what he had against him um, or, you know, and obviously that's, that's the kind of price. That's the uh, grammatica, right? The guy that celebrates after the field goal and they fucking tear their MCL. Maybe 
fucking tone it down a bit. Chris Wilkins, I love it. You're like my favorite player on the team. Love you so much. If you ever hear this, great guy. Stop jumping on our fucking guys. <laughs> yeah, Christian Wilkins is one of my favorite players, uh, uh, you know, probably top five, if not even top three for the Miami Dolphins in terms of personality, production, all that fun stuff. But you're right. He absolutely hurt Preston Williams. I mean, Preston Williams got up, but he was kind of, like you said, doing the Deion Sanders dance or whatever after that touchdown. And the next thing you know, uh, Man Mountain Rock jumps on him. And he's like, I can't fucking feel anything on the lower extremity of my leg. And he was gone. He it's didn't come over. back. You know, there, there was talk that he might be able to come back at the end of the season, he was starting to practice, but you know, he, he missed half the season because uh, apparently Christian Wilkins broke him. But my, uh, what is your grade? If you had to give Preston Williams a grade for the Miami dolphins in 2020. So I'm going to do the whole, uh, Oh God, dangerous minds grade. You ready? Mm. He's going to get it incomplete. Mm. I'm gonna give him the I because he played half the season and technically the season ended at eight games. He's our best receiver. So, I don't want to give him a C or D because of his low production. He only played half the year when he did play 16 yards per average per catch. That's big money. That's big plays down the field four touchdowns. That's what Parker finished the entire 14 game season with. Yep. So I'm going to give him an incomplete because I'm not going to, I'm not going to knock him. I'm not going to give him a good grade for that good you know, production because it was you know early and limited. However, I'm not done with this guy yet. Like I want to see what he can do and if he can help us. But if you can upgrade, he's that perfect guy, Sam. He's that perfect Dolphins receiver or player that we're like, eh, we can get Allen Robinson. Let's bring him in. See you, Preston. I mean, really, you're right on the line. And he goes somewhere else and fucking has a 10-year career and dominates. Because we saw Devontae got, had injury issues too early in his career. And he learned how to take care of his body, how to eat, how to not stay up late playing Fortnite, eating fruity pebbles. He actually had to get protein and, and spinach and, 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 and whey shakes and all these things, good sleep habits, all that. Preston Williams is so young. This is second year. So he's got dominating features. Uh, he's a great player. If he could stay on the field, he can really help us. So uh, I'm calling it right now. It's one of those things that we get rid of him too early and think we're upgrading him. Maybe we are short-term, Long term, I think it might come back to bite us. No, I agree with you. And I don't know that Miami Dolphins in general are ready to give up on Preston Williams just Ooh. yet. I think we're on the cusp, like you said. I mean, if he goes into next year and we have another sort of similarly similar injury ridden riddled year, then I think you start to say, okay, we got to cut bait and move on. But I think he's allowed one more year because when you do look at the stats, he is productive. I mean, the one the other issue I have with Preston Williams is he drops a lot of catchable balls. He he yeah. dropped a ball that was a touchdown early against the Buffalo Bills in, in, in week two that really just devastated us. I mean, that, that should have been the game right there, or maybe it was the, the, the Seahawks game. It was one of those early games where you're just like, Preston Williams, you have to catch that ball. I think it was the Seahawks game because that's the game we went into the red zone five times and kicked yeah. five field goals. Yeah, it should have been a TD. It was brutal, but he does have the talent. You can see the talent there. And I think, you know, you look at Preston Williams' career in college and you look at it in the NFL, it's a story so far of talent and untapped potential. And I think if, if you can upgrade around him and he's no longer your number two and you're not relying on him to be that big of an offense in, in year three for him, maybe you keep him as your third or fourth or fifth wide receiver and you say, look, when he's on the field, great. And we just kind of lower and temper our expectations. And he, he comes in and he's like a big strike guy or something along those lines. Yeah. I'm not ready to give up on, on target and stuff. Yeah. I think, I think it's an incomplete so far. We've got three, three wide receivers that we've graded and we're pretty much right in line. We got a B minus for Devonte Parker. Jakeem Grant gets a D or D plus and Preston Williams gets an incomplete. Uh, we're going to move on to yet another president soon to be dead president. We had Grant and now we're on to Ford, Mr. Isaiah Ford. He is the fourth 
most prolific wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins in 2020, Chris, and he spent half the damn season on the New England <laughs> Patriots. So as that as that pitiful, good. That, that is God awfully pitiful. He wasn't even on our team no. for half the year. Bicycle shorts or not, that is just unbelievable. <laughs> 28 catches on 44 targets, 276 yards, good for a 9.9 yards per average uh, in terms of catch. Zero touchdowns. Ooh, he has the same touchdowns as you and I, Chris. And uh, a long of 18 yards. I mean, it took me 18 yards to walk from my living room to the studio to actually (laughs) record this right now. That's the longest Isaiah Ford had there. Uh, You know, look, we were were lamenting. This is how stupid you and I are. When Isaiah Ford was on the Patriots – and Preston Williams was hurt, and we're stuck with Devontae Parker limping and Jakeem Grant being short, and we're like, oh, if we only had Isaiah Ford. And then Isaiah Ford came back, and we're like, what the fuck is this guy doing here? He's just not that good. I don't know. I don't think there's room for Isaiah Ford in 2021. He seems like a nice guy. Ryan Fitzpatrick likes him, but you know what? Maybe he goes back to New England with Fitzpatrick next year. I have no idea. Uh, But, you know, come to think of it, when Isaiah Ford is the guy that you're counting on to be that, you know, wide receiver veteran presence, because you've got rookies everywhere else because of injuries, uh, you got a bad wide receiver room. And we won 10 games, Sam. That's, that's where like, I'm uh, perplexed with the schedule we had that we won 10 games. And this is our fourth best receiver, a guy that, you know, caught six balls and uh, had like eight yards. Like that's unbelievable to me. Uh, there are so many, uh, and we're going to get into it there, but there's so many better options out there to, yeah. to fill in this room. Um, the fact that people want to trade to a tongue of Iloa and want to bring in Deshaun Watson. I- I'm sorry. How much better is Isaiah Ford, Mac Hollins, Jakeem Grant with, with Deshaun Watson? I mean, that's his weapons. He had around him. Preston Williams yeah. for eight games Tua played one or two of those because he played the beginning of the season when Fitzpatrick started. So uh, he had no one to throw to like, are we really having this conversation? I can't stand even logging on the Twitter anymore. So that right there should just be the stamp of just shut the fuck up. It's his rookie year. Let him get some weapons around him because Jesus Christ, he's throwing to the mailman. Like honestly, and I'm not talking Carl Malone. <laughs> Carl, Carl Malone had better stats last season than Isaiah Ford did. And Carl Malone <laughs> was a basketball player and has been retired for 20 fucking years. That's how bad Isaiah Ford was for the Miami Dolphins uh, and the New England Patriots. Uh, all right. Last receiver that we're going to talk about. There's a couple others, but Matt Collins, you don't make the cut. Sorry. Uh, and as well as Malcolm Perry. Wonderful. But he but. did have the best entrances into the game. Uh, clearly with the Stone Cold Steve Austin and a couple of other things. So a special shout out to Matt Collins. Well, there you go. Shout out to Matt. I'd rather shout out lot who lot Ledensma, who is one of the very first citizens of perfect. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday. Uh, I'd rather shout out him than Matt Collins at this point, but the fifth, the fifth most prolific high profile wide receiver for the Miami dolphins, Chris, any idea who it is? Hmm. Just based on Tua taking over um, and really leaning on this guy, I'm going to say Lynn Bowden. Lynn Bowden Jr., 10 games played, didn't even start the season as a Miami Dolphin. He was drafted by the Las Vegas Raiders in the third round. They took one look at him, saw his personality, and said, hey, Dolphins, do you need a rookie wide receiver that's going to disrupt everything in the offseason? We got a guy for you. Uh, You guys want to run an excessive amount of uh, double reverse passes because we've got a guy for you. (laughs) There he is, and uh, and he's got a dad who's got the same name. Look at that, 28 receptions, 37 attempts, or, well, targets, 211 yards for 7.5 yards per average. Uh, zero touchdowns, 22 yards was the long. Uh, Lynn Bowden Jr., Lynn Bowden Jr., I don't even know how to say your name. I don't even want to take the time to learn how to pronounce his name, Chris. I'm giving him an F. I, I, I Look, 
I know he was he he was a third round pick. He's got talent. I'm giving him an F for a number of reasons. One, he's annoying as shit on Twitter. Okay, that alone drops you at least two letter grades. Number two, he wasn't very productive. He was out there a lot. You saw him running around a lot, but he wasn't very productive. When you look at the cold hard facts on the numbers here, that's number two. And number three. I kind of think he's one of the leaks that's saying I don't like Tua, even though he says him and Tua click just like that. There's there's some compelling evidence that he is just, you know, the shit talker there. So for all those reasons and more, I'm giving Lynn Bowden Jr. an F. Besides, you can't give the fifth wide receiver a higher grade than Jakeem Grant, who was your number two wide receiver, and he got a D. So that's where I'm going with that. So I'm giving him an F. All right, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to Twitter beef aside. Uh, I will mention, though, he did remove all uh, – any kind of likeness of Miami Dolphins off his yep. Twitter. So that was pretty interesting. I don't, don't know why, um, but I'm going to, I'm going to give him a D just because like you said, I, I, I'm that teacher doesn't want to see anybody fail. Everybody moves forward. You know, that kind of guy I'm soft. I'm a softy teacher. All right, we'll play heads up. Ah, no quiz today, but yeah, Lynn Bowden, uh, he did what he could. I mean, Chan Gailey did. I don't know if he knew how to use them. I mean, he tried, he tried to do those QB passes a couple of times and, there was a few games where he had <laughs> the best pass of the game and that's including Tua. <laughs> so uh, he, he did all right. I, it, obviously the average and those low numbers show that he was just that quick slant bubble screen type guy. He reminded me a lot of Devon Bess, but without the qualities that Devon Bess had, which was always getting open on third down, finding the soft spot. Devon Bess was more of a Wes Welker type for that when it came to finding the pockets in the zone and being that guy you can count on. Lynn Bowden hasn't showed that yet, but he's a quarterback coming from college, doing a new, uh, going to his second team before he even played a game, uh, learning a new position. So I, I'll definitely give him a pass and I'm hoping I don't know if he's even going to be on the team next year. He might be, but um, I, I didn't hate him. Like, and if he's the leak, though, what a douche. Look, I, I don't hate him. I hate Jakeem Grant. I don't hate Lynn Bowden no. Jr. But I, I just don't think he's a long-term fix. I think he was the best of a bad bunch and the best of a bad options uh, for the Miami Dolphins midway and, and towards the end of the season here. Uh, so looking at it, those are your top five receivers. That's the wide receiver room there, Chris. You've got Devontae Parker, nice. Jakeem Grant, Preston Williams, Isaiah Ford, Lynn Bowden Jr. Oh, by the way, we had two two veterans opt out, and Alan Hearns and Albert Wilson. How much better would Tua have looked had we had those veterans who know how to get open, especially somebody like Albert Wilson? But again, yet another president. It's crazy. Al- Alan Hearns was sixth on the team in receiving <laughs> that's yeah. how bad <laughs> he didn't even play and he's got as many touchdowns as freaking Lynn Bowden Jr. and Isaiah Ford Oof. uh so look uh, we'll throw those two into the mix as well because I just want to do keep or cut you know these are going to be the people just rapid fire and then we'll figure out after we we realize who we're keeping what are we going to do to, to to fill out the rest of the room after this so Devontae Parker keep or cut keep Jakeem Grant keep or cut cut Preston Williams keep or cut keep Isaiah Ford keep or cut, cut. Linbo Jr. Keeper. There you go. So our wide receiver room after the review of the 2020 season is Devontae Parker and Preston Williams, ladies and gentlemen. The only two real wide receivers for the Miami Dolphins. Oh, how about Albert Wilson, keeper cut? Ooh, depends on who we get. Like, I hope we cut. upgrade. Oh, He's cut. cut him. He's gone. Cut him. Yep. He's a dead president along with Grant. Hearns, cut. Hearns. Hearns is cut too. Hearns, get a haircut and then go get yourself in line because you're cut as well. There you go. So we've got Devontae Parker. We're opting Preston you Williams. out next year. There it is. So All right, now that we know how they performed or what they didn't do, and the number one problem, by the way, was injuries and drops. I mean, those are the two big problems for the wide receivers. That's what needs to get fixed. And getting open. There's no, there's zero yards after catch this year. Like, I felt like there was like every single time a receiver caught the ball, they were hit immediately. There was no separation at all. We have to upgrade this team. 
this this room exponentially sam and it's like i wonder if we're going to talk about that because that'd be great well we are going to talk about it and we're going to let you guys think about how you would upgrade this room as we go pay some bills and we'll be back to talk about how we fix the wide receiver room right after these words you see when you're a hairy mofo like me you require special tools to meet your needs and when i'm talking needs i'm talking help which extends to below the belt And with the Manscaped Perfect Package, making between the knees breezy comes easy. With the Lawnmower 3.0's waterproof design, featuring advanced skin-safe technology and soft ceramic blades, you'll turn that jungle into a perfectly manscaped yard. Toss in the ball deodorant and toner, and you'll be feeling like Peter North Down Under in no time. Go to manscaped.com and use our promo code FINSUP. F-I-N-S-U-P, and help us help you save balls today. And we're back, and we're talking about the wide receivers for the Miami Dolphins. We already went through how craptastic the 2020 wide receiver edition was for the Miami Dolphins. Now we've got to talk about 2021 and beyond, Chris, because as you said and as I said, right now the only two people that we think we can rely on on any sort of level is Devontae Parker and Preston Williams, assuming Preston Williams is injury-free, and even that's a kind of 50-50 type of situation right now. So we also identified that the problem for the Miami Dolphins were drop balls, getting open, and staying healthy. Those are three key components that the Miami Dolphins are going to need to do uh, if they're going to be better for Tua Tungavailoa and the Miami Dolphins fan base in general in 2021. So let's talk about this here. Free agency starts before the draft, so that's what we're going to talk about first. We've already purged all the bad wide receivers off the Miami Dolphins roster, so we have two spots that are located right now. Devon Parker, Preston Williams. Who else in terms of free agency could we go get that could we could pair with those two guys that'll make this team better? Let's just assume right now that the Miami Dolphins have targeted wide receiver as one of uh, the places that they're going to go spend money this offseason because we do have some money to spend. Where do we go? Who's the first guy you think of when you think about free agent wide receivers that can come to the Miami Dolphins and help immediately? Top of the list, Sam, is obviously going to be Chicago Bears' Allen Robinson. He's the top of the list of any free agent tracking board you look at when it comes to 2021 receivers. However, there is so many interesting names out there as far as free agent receivers go, and I'm going to name a couple of them, and then we'll you know break them down if you like. Sure. Allen Robinson, Juju Smith-Schuster, hmm. uh, Kenny Galladay, uh, Will Fuller, Marvin Jones Jr., A.J. Green, T.Y. Hilton, Sammy Watkins, Larry Fitzgerald, and I left one name off because I'm going to mention him right now in what I'm going to talk about. And real quickly is why we're really honing in on this position, why it's so important, and why it's so important for a quarterback to have success, Chris Godwin. Why did I wait to mention Chris Godwin? Because the Super Bowl is a couple days away, Sam. (laughs) The two teams in that Super Bowl have Sammy Watkins, Hardman, T.Y. Hilton, They have Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Scotty Miller. I mean, these are just guys that would just start on any team and they're on the same fucking two teams. The weapons are unbelievable. I have been in quarantine now for a couple of days. I've been watching a lot of NFL Network and they have been Super Bowl Live is the majority of the show that's there and they're having guys on and all they mention are the fucking weapons on these teams and how do you stop them? And they're the two top teams playing for the biggest trophy in, the, in in sports. So Chris Godwin's there too. These are a list of receivers. We have to get a few of these guys, at least two, in my opinion. Um, two names I really like um, are Chris Godwin. And I know it's very unpopular, especially because of the um, 
uh, the the roster, the, the locker room fit, non field antics, and things like that. I fucking love Juju Smith Schuster. So, if we came out of free agency with our draft picks, with Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, Chris Godwin, and Juju Smith Schuster, I would be one happy doctor of Perfectville. I don't think anybody can deny that if you have those four as your top four wide receivers, we're sitting pretty. Uh, and then you could even question whether we even need to use draft picks for. Right. Uh, a wide receiver like we're going to talk about in just a minute. So a couple of things that you just mentioned, Allen Robinson's 27 years old. He's going to be 28 before the next season. I don't think that's an issue. He's going into his athletic prime. Allen Robinson is one of those guys that has had bad quarterbacks throughout his entire career, Absolutely. Uh, whether he's been in Jacksonville or Chicago. And this guy has still produced the issue with Allen Robinson for me is that right now I'm, everything I'm seeing is that he's estimated to get about $20 million of annual salary for Allen Robinson and Allen Robinson to me, is a guy that's very much like a rich man's Devonte Parker. He he seems to me like he gets open at the top end of the route, meaning he's going and getting up and getting those 50-50 balls. He's and now that might be because of the bad quarterback play, but he seems like he's always fighting for the ball and then falling down because he doesn't get that yak. He doesn't get that yard after the catch. And we've identified that we need somebody who can get separation so we can catch the ball and then turn around and run and get that chunk yardage. I don't know if we get that with Allen Robinson or not. Now, that being said, if Allen Robinson wants to come play for the Miami Dolphins and he's targeted the Miami Dolphins and says, I want to play with Devontae Parker, I want to play with Preston Williams and Mike Gesicki and Tua Tungavailoa, then you absolutely book him a flight and you fly him down there and you, you, you kick the tires on that guy, 100%. Uh, you mentioned Marvin Jones. Hmm. Marvin Jones is a guy who's, I think, in his early 30s. Uh, he's probably going to get around $10 million, you know, per year. Uh, he's kind of lost in that shuffle of Kenny Galladay and, and Danny Amendola and, and himself uh, in Detroit. He's never going to be the guy that's going to be the superstar. He doesn't come into this team and all of a sudden take over number one receiving duties away from Devontae Parker. But he's already starting to lay the seeds, Chris, that he wants to play in Miami. Yes. When you think about a cultural fit, somebody like Marvin Jones coming in and being, you know, the number two guy or the number three guy and just like, hey, I'm here to help. I'm here to get this team to 11 wins and 12 wins and get to the playoffs. That's a hard thing to, to, to walk away from. I think he's a guy. He's not the first guy you call in free agency, but I think he's a guy after you bag your top free agent. You're calling Marvin Jones as like the complimentary piece. I like what you said about two wide receivers. I think you're right. We need to target two wide receivers in the free agency market. Now, you had mentioned uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Now, Juju Smith is going to get paid. Juju Smith has, you know, uh, some antics out there, but he's young. He's talented. He gets open off the line, which I think is huge. And you put Juju Smith-Schuster next to Devontae Parker, and all of a sudden you have a wide receiving core that looks absolutely incredible with just the top two guys right there. Um, I think Juju is going to cost so much, though, that you're only going to be able to target one premium wide receiver out there, which might be okay there, Chris. Uh, but what do you think about Juju fitting in the Miami Dolphins culture? There was a lot that was mentioned about Juju Smith and, you know, the dancing and all the antics there in Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin's known as a player's coach. He's a guy that's got good culture over the years for Pittsburgh. Uh, would Juju S Smith-Schuster fit in with the Miami Dolphins and the Brian Flores there? Absolutely. Yeah, not a problem. You know why, Sam? We're the second youngest team in the NFL. This guy does uh, Fortnite Twitch videos with Ninja. Okay. So he's playing video games. He's dancing on TikTok. He's having fun. We are the second youngest team in the NFL, possibly the youngest team in the NFL going into the season. Why would you not bring that guy in? Yes, Brian Flores, it seems like a little bit of a hard ass, but the, the players love him. So he would respect him. That's the thing. He, he respects Mike Tomlin too. And he stopped when Mike told him to stop. 
And um, he's going to stop when he gets his fucking ear hole blasted too by a linebacker. So he's going to grow up. He's 24 years old. Sam, there's a couple things when I was 24, I'd like to take back and maybe not do uh, and change if I had a time machine, but guess what? He's 24. He's productive. And I think the best thing that happened, if we want to go after this guy was that Antonio Brown left and he fell off a little bit. So it might cost a little bit less to get him. But if you pair him with a Devonte Parker, pair him with a Devonte Smith, Ooh. And pair him with Mike Kosicki with Tua Tungavailoa. Here's my, my my last thing with Juju Smith-Schuster, who I, I'm, I'm totally advocating for. I know guys are all over like, oh, he's dancing. No, I don't want him. Shut the fuck up, Boomer. Like, he's a great player. We want good players on the team. Who gives a shit? Um, there's a picture out there of Juju Smith-Schuster with a lay in a tropical T-shirt, a, a Tommy Bahama T-shirt, next to Tua Tungavailoa. They're friends. They play video games get him on the fucking team that's all i'm gonna say just get him on the team you get two like you said get two we need two and then maybe we can go with a draft maybe we can wait we can get a tuning in the second round or you know somebody else from one of these smaller schools in the third fourth round you you, you get them get two guys out of that list there and we are cooking with gas uh, we are cooking with gas. I'm going to throw a couple other names out there. The one that I'm surprised you did not pick up on uh, because he is close to home there in Carolina for you, Mr. Curtis Samuel. Very fast. He can run the ball as as an on an end around as well. 25 years old, unrestricted free agent out of Carolina. Some people are thinking he's going to be franchised. I think that's what's going to happen to Chris Godwin, by the way. I think Chris oh, yeah. Godwin's going to be franchised by the Tom Tampa. Brady has one year left on his deal, and he's already said in these interviews he's coming back next year. They're totally franchising that fucking guy. But if not, get him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if Chris Godwin's out there i think you go get him he, he probably shoots to the top of the list for all the talented reasons that you mentioned but i that's why i'm, I'm kind of discounting chris godwin as an option for us realistically because i don't think he's going to hit the market here's another guy who had a bounce back season here Corey davis with the tennessee titans what do you think about Corey davis coming to the miami dolphins not as the top guy but as somebody who comes in as maybe that second wide receiver after you go get like a juju smith schuster or if you go get uh you know somebody like an Allen Robinson. Do you think Corey Davis fits in? I think he's going to get less than $10 million a year personally. Absolutely. He's an upgrade over fucking Jakeem Grant and Isaiah Ford. So you do it. Um, here's my thing. I'm going to Dwayne Wade uh, uh, this right now. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Go get Corey Davis. A, you're weakening an AFC opponent. Mm. Uh, we were fully expecting to go to playoffs next year. Like, let's not, let's not fuck around and bullshit and say, Oh, I really hope you have a good season and just give it your all guys. Nope. It's playoff time. We won 10 games with Isaiah Ford and Shaquem Grant in our top five as receivers. So we get better weapons. We are fully expecting playoffs. So you go get that guy. You're weakening an AFC opponent that you quite possibly, we quite possibly could have played this year in the playoffs, and that's the Tennessee Titans. You absolutely do it if he's available, and if he's cheap, you do it. Get better. Well. I agree with that too. And I'm going to, I'm going to throw two more names out there because the, the folks that we're talking about are for the most part young and they fit in with the young theme for the Miami Dolphins. Juju's like 24 years old. Curtis Samuel's 25. Uh, Corey Davis, I think is 26, 27 years old. Allen Robinson's going to be 28 before the season starts. Um, but what about the old guys? What about the old men? And of course I'm talking about people like Sammy Watkins, who by the way, is only 27 years old. Is he fucking uh, he's, really? He feels he's like only he's 23. Are you kidding me? No, Sammy Watkins seems like he's been around forever, but he's uh he's a Super Bowl champion. He's uh, one of those key cogs in the Kansas City wheel. Uh, I, I think he's got a lot of talent and he's probably going to be a little bit cheaper because the way they spread the ball around in Kansas City, he's not doesn't have the most gaudy stats, but he does have the talent there. And another veteran, another veteran who I think people are sleeping on here, Chris, and I think he's going to be available. Uh, but a former University of Miami alum, 
Hmm. Uh, Mr. T. Y. Hilton is a free agent, unrestricted. Oh, you disappoint me, Sam. He played at FIU. He didn't play at Miami. Oh, who gives a shit? He played but, in Florida. Look, can you see it? This just shows why we're so good. What does that say? I'm on T.Y. Hilton's Twitter page right now. Well, there you go. I was thinking the same goddamn thing. He did an AMA on his Twitter, and someone said, "You FIU is in Miami. I'll give you that. It's down in South Thank Florida. You. And someone said, what if you come home? Like, what if you come play for the Miami Dolphins? And he put the big eye emojis and said, I am a free agent. He's absolutely right. He is a free agent and he's 31 years old. Think about the fact that we have such a young team and we're going to lose Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think that part is a given at this point. So the old gritty veteran that we have in Ryan Fitzpatrick is gone. Who is a better professional wide receiver than T.Y. Hilton? Other than maybe Larry Fitzgerald, who I think is going to retire. But T.Y. Hilton knows how to get open. T.Y. Hilton has been around the league for a very long time. He knows to show up on time. He's got that workmanlike fucking, you know, just knows how to play. And he can teach some of these young guys who may be coming in. I like T.Y. Hilton. I don't think he comes in as the number one guy anymore. But you have T.Y. Hilton. Let's just say you get somebody <laughs> like Devontae Parker, Jakeem, well, Preston Williams, T.Y. Hilton, another guy like a Curtis Samuel, maybe a Juju Smith-Schuster. And then, oh, by the way, we're going to go get a younger guy because T.Y.'s only got a couple years left in him. I don't know. I kind of like this T.Y. Hilton thing. Sam, stop. I can only get so erect. Like, <laughs> honestly, like if you he, listen, my bar, it just hit it. Yeah. T.Y. Hilton, by the way, Sam, I'm laughing in the background. And for you, for you folks just listening to the podcast, I'm laughing in the background as Sam is talking there. Why? Because I'm looking up the stats and T.Y. Hilton would be our number one receiver in a down year last year for him. He had 762 yards receiving and five touchdowns one more than Devonte parker you bring him here his skill set at like 5 10 190 that that, that that quick guy that could hit the seam with Devonte outside well williams outside you add that talent with that veteran know-how to help to a tongue of viola absolutely bring him in because a he's from there so maybe hometown discount and b he'll be fucking cheap baby you bring him in you're like hey we just need a vet to come in brian flores you love the culture come on in please i need a guy we're losing fitzpatrick like you said we literally have no one over 30 on this team but van Noy. so we need you to come in and kind of show the the young pups how it works here in the dog pound and that's where he can come in and do those things and be home and play with a young quarterback and have talent around him then you go out and you get a brevin jordan in the third round tight end slash hybrid receiver or a tight end slash receiver from the university of Miami and, and pair him with, with maybe a Devonte Smith at the third round, because you know, T Y is only going to play for a couple of years. You talk about talent and everybody's like, Oh, this pitcher sums it up. Why Tua was such a great prospect. And it was a pitcher of Jerry Judy, Devonte Smith, all these receivers from Alabama. Yeah. Just fucking give it to him in the NFL. Why yeah. would we like, why, why would you not like, it's like, Oh man, I hate winning with like good players. This is stupid. I want to win with like hardworking lunch pail guys like Scotty Miller. No, you go get talent. If you can, we've got this, these draft picks for a reason, use them, use the free agency money, use the, uh, the advantage of having no state taxes in Miami and use the young team and put a nucleus around it to be good for not just this year, but good for the next 10 years because the options out there and we need to go fucking do it, Sam. I am just jazzed up and we are literally like half a year away from the season, but man, we got the podcast, we got the draft, we got everything coming up. It's huge. 
Uh, we do have the draft coming up, and that's actually going to be segment three. I'm going to call an audible here, Chris, and I'm going to move the draft to segment three because we're, we're talking all about the free agencies here, uh, the free agent wide receivers, and who's realistically going to be out there. I think T.Y. Hilton's going to be gettable. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts are going to go through a rebuild. Phillip Rivers just retired. Uh, they have a young quarterback there. I don't know that T.Y. Hilton's looking around going, yeah, we're going to make the playoffs again in this division. I think he's trying to look and say, where can I go spend the last few years of my career of pr- productivity and make it to the playoffs and try to get another ring? Um, I think T.Y. Hilton makes a lot of sense. I think we both agree that we're probably targeting two wide receivers and be- better, you know, more marquee named wide receivers uh, for the Miami Dolphins. They're going to have to spend money on offense. That's just what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to do it with the running backs. They're going to have to do it with a backup quarterback. They're going to have to do it uh, with the wide receivers. And of course, you always are churning people on that offensive line, whether it's the starters or the backups. Uh, they're going to have to spend money. They spent money on defense last season. They're going to have to spend money on, on offense this season. And I think T.Y. Hilton, you parent, man, this is what it boils down to, Chris. And then we're going to jump into the draft. If the Miami Dolphins go hard in free agency with wide receivers, let's just say they get two young studs. That tells us a lot about maybe where they're going to go in the draft. If they go with a veteran like a Sammy Watkins, like a T.Y. Hilton, I think that tells us a lot about where they're going to go in the draft right. as well. Because who better to learn from if you're a rookie wide receiver than somebody like T.Y. Hilton. That's all, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So anybody else, who else did we not touch on? I know we hit the kind of the high end guys, but is there anybody sneaky on the back end of the wide receiver free agency pool that you're thinking about going, Ooh, that might be somebody that we want to take a look at one day. Not really. I mean, other than like the name, like AJ green, who just has fallen off completely. Absolutely not. Cause he's probably a worse uh, Devonte Parker at this point. Um, Galladay we, we mentioned as well, but there, there, there's, there's no one. I mean, other than um, Allen Robinson, Godwin, I don't believe will be available. Like you said, uh, and Juju, like I'd honestly just call Juju and like literally fly him to Miami and be like, Hey bud, uh, here's Van Noy who has his own game channel and plays video games. And here's Tua who is literally doing uh, Fortnite ads on Twitter please come be a part of this family. And he's like, okay. And then they give him a tropical t-shirt and they go to the beach and have margaritas because that's how you sign this guy and give him a PS five. That's it. And just, and just bring him in because he is a goddamn. here's my thing. And I'm just, I'm going to totally be the, the young guy here hating on the boomers. What the fuck is wrong with having fun? <laughs> like, can we not enjoy this? It's a game. I coach the kids when I coach uh, football and I'm like, guys, I, I end practice every single practice. I say, first things first, did you guys have fun today? Like, I want to hear a resounding yes. Like we're playing football. Yes. It's violent. Yes. It's, you have to work hard. You're sweating your blood, you're bleeding, but goddamn Sam, if I don't sit here at 33 years old and wish I can put on a helmet again and go play because not the game itself, but the fun with your teammates, the hooting and hollering and jumping around and, and, and just like going nuts for your teammate that like, maybe like everybody knows is an underdog and he gets out there and makes a big play and everybody goes fucking ballistic for him. That's the kind of shit that is so much fun. And if you're bringing a guy like Juju Smith Schuster, he's going to fit that young roster and locker room. And honestly, he's going to be one of those guys where Brian Flores is going to have that face. And then Juju will be like this and he'll be like, and kind of, you know, make him smile. And everything. like, hey, I made Flores smile. He loves that guy. Mike Tomlin reminds me a lot, or I should say Brian Flores reminds me a lot of Mike Tomlin. And I think he would fit in very well with this, with his locker room, make it happen. 
There you go. Whether it's Juju Smith-Schuster, Chris Godwin, Curtis Samuel, T.Y. Hilton, Sammy Watkins, or anybody else that's out there, we both agree that the Miami Dolphins are going to have to spend some financial capital in free agency to shore up this putrid wide receiver room that only right now has Devontae Parker and Preston Williams. That's giving us the warm and fuzzies right now. Speaking of the warm and fuzzies, Chris is drinking a beer. I need to go get a beer. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about people who aren't even old enough to drink beer in some cases. Of course, I'm talking about wide receiver prospects in the NFL draft. And we'll be back right after these words. Get some skin in the game with MyBookie, where odds boosts, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. Whether you're a first-time customer or you've been playing with MyBookie for years, there's no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they offer every week. Sign up or get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. They also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is, at MyBookie, the doors never close, so you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. And when you do, use the promo code FINSUP to get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to a thousand bucks. If you're already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. It's winning season at my bookie, so come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. And we're magically back from the land of commercials to Perfect Bill, and I'm Sam Marcoux. He is Chris Cullen. We've already figured out that the wide receivers in 2020 sucked for the Miami Dolphins, and we figured out that we need to go get some free agent wide receivers. And this is the thing, Chris, when you look at how teams are 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 are, are constructed and put together typically it's not through free agency when you get to your quarterbacks it's not free agency when you get your running backs it's not free agency you know uh, with with certain players but there are some areas where I think you can spend money and I think a wide receiver is one of those puzzle pieces that you can just drop in and say this guy's talented we're going to throw him the ball he's going to run fast and we're all going to be happy so I do think you can spend money on a wide receiver and get the mileage out of them usually aren't going to do that with running backs or marquee running backs because the wheels are kind of falling off but we'll talk about running backs on the next episode of perfect bill because we have some strong opinions there and i think we're going to differ when it comes to the running backs Uh-oh. when we get to that but uh, so f- so far we agree that uh, Devonte parker preston williams and a couple of free agents whether they're veterans or young guys we don't really know we don't necessarily care i think we care but that's going to be for the miami dolphins and chris greer to figure out but we do need to talk about the other part of this equation chris you do have free agency uh, and you also have the draft. I don't think we're going to trade for any wide receivers. I don't think we have to do that. We have the money. We have the draft capital. There's no reason for the Miami Dolphins to trade for a wide receiver. Although I will say this, when free agency happens and Will Full, if Will Fuller signs with the Miami Dolphins, you'll see those Deshaun Watson rumors blow up once again if that were to ever happen. But let's talk about the draft. The Miami Dolphins have the third overall pick. They have the 18th overall pick. They've got like the 34th or 35th overall pick. And of course the 50th overall pick, they have four draft picks currently in the top 50. Um, And we're talking about a, a position of need wide receiver that is deep, especially on the high end of the draft here on the top end of the draft. You've got a lot of prospects out there. Some are former uh, teammates of Tua Tungavailoa. Some are just former national champions and some are just looking like pro prospects that we got a good look with at the senior bowl. Uh, what do you think happens with the Miami dolphins? in let's say the first or second round of the, of the draft, are they going to use a draft pick on a wide receiver? I bet goddamn hope so. 
you, you have to go out there and get one of these guys because I've been just to piggyback off the last segment, I've been banging the table mm-hmm. to use one of these high draft picks for this talent because this draft is so deep. There is so much talent. And we lucked into in a 10 win season, the third overall pick. So my thing is this, if it's, if you're not planning on drafting uh, Waddle or Waddell at 18, you have, or you just swing and miss on some of these free agents, that number three pick absolutely has to be either Devonte Smith or Jamar Chase, because those two guys are absolute fucking game-changing wide receivers that are instantly stars in the league. I mean, I'm talking better than Jerry Judy, better than CD lamb guys that come in and are immediately to a tongue of my lowest job just got easier because they are that good. The issues between the two pros and cons Jamar chase has not played uh, in a while because he, he did not play this year. Good for him. Last time he did play, he was absolutely lighting the fucking world on fire. He is six foot, 200 pounds, and runs a four, four, 40 and dominated the likes of the SEC in college. So, this isn't just some Miami of Ohio guy that was torching Akron. This is a badass mofo that is really good. Devontae Smith is really good. The only problem is he's 30 pounds lighter than Jamar Chase. The, the pros are he won the fucking Heisman and he's being compared to, to hall of famer, Marvin Harrison. And Oh, by the way, was a freshman the same year Tua was a freshman and they won a national championship together, throw and catch. So there are so many options here. And if Tua Tungavailoa, you just mentioned Will Fuller, if he's being signed is going to be like the bling bling. Here comes the, uh, the Watson rumors. If Tua Tungavailoa is our franchise quarterback and they're torn between Jamar Chase and Devontae Smith and they pick Smith, Tua is going to be the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins for the next 10 plus years because he's in somebody's ear. Well, you just you, you, you took the wind out of my sails there, Chris, because you, t- you picked the I'm top two up. wide receivers. You I'm are pumped, pumped up. I'm sorry. You are pumped up. Uh, there's a couple of things here. Jamar Chase is 20 years old. He's 20 years old. He's six foot and he's 200 some odd pounds. He's going to get a little heavier as he gets bigger, right? And as he gets older, he's going to get bigger. So you look at a guy who's already got a nice frame at six feet. You look at a guy who can catch the ball and, and, and can dominate a game, at least at the collegiate level in SEC and Jamar Chase. He also has a year of not playing. I don't know if that's good or if that's bad, quite frankly. Um, but then you look at Devontae Smith. He's, he's, a, he's about six foot one. He's about 175 pounds to your point, right? He's, he's a, he, what do they call him? The slim reaper is what they call him. Highly productive in college. Obviously the Heisman Trophy winner, Associated Press College Football Player of the Year. He can return punts and kicks as well. So when you start thinking about we have to replace Shaquem Grant, we have somebody that can do that if you were to use draft capital on him like Devontae, you know, Devontae Smith is going to go in the top 10. I'm torn between these two. And everyone's looking at me right now, probably going, what the hell? You take Devontae Smith and you run. I don't know. Here's the thing. And I don't mean this as a slight, but when I watch Devontae Smith play and I look at, you know, long, skinny legs, slim build, I think of another wide receiver that the Miami Dolphins took in the top 10 of the draft. And I'm going to say it. You're making a face, but I'm going to say it. Not you, Teal Green. Oh, okay. Ted Ginn Jr. Oh. Look at listen to me. Ted Ginn Jr. returned punts and kicks kicks. He was a very good, prolific wide receiver in college. He was small, he was undersized, 
And you know what? He's had a very, very long career. I think he's still playing technically. Yeah. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. He had to learn how to be a pro and how to, how to remain solvent in the NFL. But I look at Devontae Smith and I see the long strides. I look at Devontae Smith and I go, this is a very, 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 very good college wide receiver. Does it translate to the pros? Because he is very small. He is a small man when you put him in the league against, you know, these safeties and linebackers who run as fast as he does, by the way. Um, And then you look at Jamar Chase and he's 22 years old, which is no big deal. But Jamar Chase, a couple of years younger. So you get him a little bit longer in terms of if he were to work out. He's a little bit bigger. He's got that national championship, just like Devontae Smith does. He took a year off. That could be a good thing for his body in terms of just healing up, or it could be a bad thing in terms of being rusty. We don't know yet. Um, But, Either way, those are the two guys that everyone's talking about going to go in the top 10. You can't sit back to number 18 and expect to get either one of those guys. It ain't going to happen. So you either pick those guys at the number three spot, or you're going to have to trade back a couple of of picks to like six, seven, eight, and take your chances that either one of those guys is going to be there. So my question to you is, are are you spending the draft capital at three? Or are you spending the draft capital at 18 where you are looking at somebody like Eric Waddle or Waddell or Wadley or somebody like Kadarius Tony for the University of Florida, who, by the way, dropped like every ball at the senior ball where the Miami Dolphins were coaching. And I was like, hey, there's our guy. He's fitting in right there. Um, I, but I mean, all, all kidding aside, Kadarius Tony is a very good draft prospect. Do you go with like Eric or Kadarius at like 18 and hopefully they're there? Or do you just say, screw it. I'm at three. I got my guy and I have him. You pick them. You pick them at three. Here's my thing. I'm so sick and tired of the Miami Dolphins doing this thing where they're like, either let's hope they fall to us or let's just take the next guy available. He's not that much different. There's a huge drop-off between after Jamar Chase and Devontae Smith. There's a huge drop-off. It goes from guys that literally change your offense to the next ones, which I like Waddle. And he's coming off a devastating ankle injury and looked pretty gross in the national championship limping yeah. around there. Um, that was scary. And then Tony, who just Mr. Drops, that difference goes from being like the guy that's a game changer to we hope he turns out okay. We used a first round pick on him. The the thing about Jamar Chase and Devontae Smith that and this is where Jamar Chase made a absolute golden decision to not play this year because Joe Burrow left. And I don't even know who the quarterback was for LSU. I think it was had, me. Yeah. Good job, Sam. You did all right. Um, <laughs> he had one good year, one good year. And it was with the Heisman winning first overall pick Joe Burrow at quarterback the year prior, he had 313 yards receiving. So if he went in there and played with this, with you at quarterback and had a huge significant drop off, everyone saying, was it Joe Burrow that made Jamar Chase this good or is he that good of a receiver? Now, if you watch the tape, he's a great receiver. He's, he's really good. But those questions aren't there now because he did not play. Devontae Smith played with Tua Tungvaluwa, a Heisman finalist, won a national championship. He also played with Mac Jones, who maybe Devontae Smith <laughs> made him a first-round pick. That's the difference is that Devontae Smith has done it with multiple quarterbacks and never changed won a Heisman without Tua Tonga Vailoa and Mac Jones now is literally going to be a first round pick because of Najee Harris, Devontae Smith and Eric and Waddle being the talent around him. Good for him. But Devontae Smith went out there and did it with multiple guys and won a goddamn Heisman and had 200 yards in yeah. the first half and sat Three out the rest of the national championship and won. Yeah. I mean, this guy, Marvin Harrison wasn't big either. 
But if you can't get caught, it doesn't matter. All right, gun to your head. And speaking <laughs> of Marvin Harrison, uh, and <laughs> it's never a good you, idea. I hate, to make- I hate co-hosting with a stand-up comedian. This isn't fair. I got to be ready for something at any time. It's, it's also not wise to uh put out a public video where you're making fun of the guy who's known for shooting people right yeah just come find me and shoot me sam marku not that was not chris that was not chris (laughs) chris cullen with the marvin harrison blast um (laughs) gun to your head you're on the clock it's number three two quarterbacks have already gone so you have jamar chase and you have Devontae smith available you also have uh the offensive tackle from oregon um as well as everyone else not those two quarterbacks who are you taking at the number three position? No trades on the table. Hmm. Um, I love the size and talent of Jamar Chase. I think he's going to be an absolute stud in the NFL. I would take Devontae Smith because of Devontae Smith. Yeah, because of his ties with Tua, because of his uh, acumen of playing with Nick Saban and being in pretty much a pro-like Patriot style uh, uh, locker room. Um, watching him speak, he's very. Uh, well-mannered he's not one of those diva receivers he just gets open and he's different than Devonte parker and 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 preston williams he's a different type of receiver we don't need to go out there with three four guys that can just jump up and get a ball we need someone like him that can run routes and obviously get open because we already mentioned earlier about the yards after catch and the separation issues Get Devontae Smith. He might bulk up to 180. Who knows? Um, And he is just a guy that absolutely understands the game. He understands zone defenses. He understands where to get open and how. And he understands how to catch footballs from Tua Tungvaluwa. There's no more discussion about, oh, he's left-handed. It spins a little different. We don't have that issue anymore. It's over. Devontae Smith knows how to do it. He won a goddamn Heisman, the first one since the early 90s at wide receiver. You pull the trigger. I'm going to go with Devontae Smith too, even though I laid out all those concerns and I'm going to say it because of something that you mentioned here, you, you, you swayed me here. And that's that Devontae Smith made Mac Jones a first round draft pick at quarterback. So to your point about, well, look how well Tua did because he had all these wide receivers. And then when you go, okay, but we're going to bring that same wide receiver who not only made helped make Tua a first round draft pick, but Mac Jones, a first round draft pick that's a guy who makes everyone around him better. And if that's the case, I do think you take the chance at number three and say, Devontae Smith, come on down. You're going to join us. You're the next contestant on the Miami Dolphins Price is Right, along with Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, somebody like a T.Y. Hilton, Juju Smith-Schuster, Corey Davis, Chris Godwin, you name all the guys that we talked about a little bit earlier, Sammy Watkins. You put him, and all of a sudden your wide receiver room has uh, two solid guys in Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, a premier free agent, as well as a, you know, a, a solid free agent, let's just say, and a top-tier draft pick. And you have five wide receivers in that room that now all of a sudden – strike fear in the heart of defenses across the league. You also have, by the way, Mike Kosicki, and you have a tight end room, which we're going to talk about tight ends as well, but that tight end room, that was the most productive tight end room in Miami Dolphins history. That's for another episode. And I like that rebuild. I like what we've done here in terms of tearing away the bad talent for the Miami Dolphins, keeping the good apples, and then adding some additional people and additional layers. And all of a sudden, you've got your quarterback of the future, who's very young and Tua Tungavailoa, and you've got a young wide receiving room that's got rookies, that's got veterans, that's got people who know the system, people that know the Miami Dolphins culture, people that know how to play and know how to win if you go out and get a veteran. That's what I think about rebuilding this wide receiver room. Do you agree? Yep, concur completely. Yeah, you you get a Devontae Smith at three. All of a sudden, you now have the 18th pick and then two second-round picks 
to go out there and, and, and continue building and add yep. line, add pass rusher, um, add a safety. We have the options to do that. This draft is so deep with talent at running back, receiver, and quarterback that those other positions like uh, defensive end, safety are going to randomly fall the second, third round when they normally would probably be higher first round picks, second round picks. And then you can you also have the option of going out there and getting, and we'll talk about this in another draft, another Alabama player at 18 and uh, his name might rhyme with Haji Ferris Mm. because he is a fucking monster. However, just to tease our next episode, there's another guy from the state I live in that I wouldn't mind taking a dabble in, in the second round that I think has the comparison of a former number 34 in the Miami dolphins. And we'll talk about that later, but yes, Sam, the uh, options are there build through the free agency with maybe a veteran and a young guy draft a young guy with Devontae Parker and Preston Williams. We're cooking with gas, baby. I do think we have to be careful as fans, as well as the coaching staff of not putting too many resources in the wide receiver uh, bucket either. I mean, we're talking about signing free agents and a very, very high draft pick. I think that's where we're going to go. Cause if we don't go with three, I think we go at 18. We're taking a wide receiver in the first round at this but point. But Sam, I mentioned about the Super Bowl teams, the yeah. teams in the Super Bowl, they have three to four guys that can change a game the third receiver for the chiefs would be our starting best number one receiver so you got to get talent out there for these guys it's 2021 that's the way the offense is working these days no and i agree with you all i'm saying is that once you spend that draft pick and after you get those free agents you are going to have to say okay we have to go somewhere else and maybe you come yeah. back later in like day two or day three of the draft and get yourself another project somebody's good at one thing like you know that's where you go and get somebody who's you know, can return turn kicks and run real fast and just catch the, you know, the nine route on the tree or something like that, because you've already built the building blocks ahead of time, but that's how you do it, man. You, you, you purge the wide receiver room of 2020, except for a couple of guys, you sign a couple of free agents, veterans who know how to play people that are young, that can grow with the rest of the team around them that show a lot of talent, like a Juju Smith Schuster. And then you go spend high draft capital on somebody like Devonte Smith or a Jamar chase, which by the way, if the consolation prizes, we yeah. get Jamar, Jamar chase, darn oh no gosh yeah. man we ended up with jamar chase instead that's gonna be terrible yeah the cakes on the candle aren't lit but i still get cake at that point so i'm okay with that scenario as well if we go get jamar uh, jamar smith instead of uh, jamar smith jamar... let's get both of them and just yeah jamar smith jamar smith there you go we get both of them you can just run it run right next to each other super fast people are like is that 11 i don't know who that so anyway well that's it man i think we we, we have successfully rebuilt the wide receiver room for the Miami Dolphins in 2021. I think if you make those changes and you did nothing else, Chris, this team is still a playoff contender without yes. even addressing the running back uh, room at that point. 100%. 100%. You, we're keeping this defense, and you add those weapons on there. We get the turnovers that we did. There's no longer games against Seattle where you have five opportunities in a red zone, kick five field goals. Not with that talent. Never. Absolutely not. Well, there it is, ladies and gentlemen, citizens of Perfectville, children of all ages, as the road dog used to say. We just took a deep dive into the wide receiver room. We've already talked about quarterbacks. We're coming back with running backs on the next episode. We're going to hit tight ends. We're going to hit offensive line. We're going to hit the defensive line, defensive backfield, linebackers, and, of course, the coaching staff because I have to say, Chris, (laughs) as a teaser, I have never seen anything like we have just seen with the co coordinators that the Miami Dolphins have announced we we now have tag team offensive coordinators I don't even want to get into it right now because we're going long come on Sam uh, how 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 boring would the show be if it's just me or you we you got to have a second guy to, to to go off with so and if they agree as much as we do we're gonna have a successful tandem 
Dude, here's the thing. We've joked forever <laughs> if we were in charge, right? Like it would have to be both of us. It would have to be the town of Perfectville. We'd have to make split decisions on all this shit. And the Miami Dolphins are doing that. He's just like, fuck it. You're both co- co-offensive coordinators, co-MVPs. Everyone gets a trophy. I can't make a fucking decision. What happens the first time the play call isn't run right? You just point directions the other way. Go, well, he fucking called the play, not me. I don't know. It's going to be weird. We're going to get all into that. We got a whole offseason to explore the inner workings of the Miami Dolphins blowhole. Um, last thing before we leave here, Chris, real quick, Buccaneers, Chiefs, who you got in the Super Bowl? Chiefs by a lot. Chiefs by a lot. I actually don't care if Tom Brady wins. Isn't it weird? He's not on the Patriots anymore, and I really don't care if he wins. No, he doesn't bother me anymore. Like, seeing him talk, I'm not, like, disgusted. I'm like, whatever. He's fucking the GOAT. Like, what are you going to do? Like, I, I just I just think the Chiefs have way too much talent, and they're getting Sammy Watkins back, who ridiculously is 27, and I thought he was 33. <laughs> so that's absurd. He was on the Bills first, right? Like, so he's been playing for a while. I thought he was so much older than that. That's unbelievable. I thought he was on the Bills when Jim Kelly was the quarterback. Like, I, I thought, <laughs> I thought <laughs> him and Don Beebe are running routes together. <laughs> it's insane. It's like he's 27. Oh shit, let's go get him. He's pretty good. So anyway, all right. Well, there it is, Chris. Unless you got anything else to say on this very lovely extended edition of Who are you picking to win? Oh, uh yeah, fuck it. I'll go, I'll go Buccaneers just to uh just to be on the other side of the coin of you. So let's go, Tom Brady. Oh god, gross. End it. End the show. (laughs) And with that show. Goodbye. From Perfect. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.